When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Sam Phelan, our Titans reporter for A to Z Sports.com. And we are A to Z Sports, Nashville's on-demand sports talk networking. We go live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline at A to Z Sports. And make sure you uh, hit us up on other social media like Instagram, TikTok, and Threads for more great Titans content. Got to thank our sponsors because they truly do make it happen for us and they help out all of you guys like Wilson County Hyundai. Make Wilson County Hyundai a part of your new car buying process in Lebanon or at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointteam.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That means better coverage rates and service at FBHP.com slash ATOZ. Uh, the OR app, keeping us all safe online, and you get a two-week free trial when you sign up with our link at Aura.com slash ATOZ. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer uh, with three great locations in, in Murfreesboro, Columbia, and in Franklin online at KrebsKubota.com. So, Sam, a lot of stuff happening yesterday. News breaking left and right. Yesterday, we did our bold prediction of the Titans' 53-man roster, and I said that they would start the 53-man roster without a kicker on the roster. And that changed quickly. At the end of yesterday's show, Diana Rossini said the Titans were one of several teams making calls about a trade for a kicker. And in fact, that did happen where Nick Folk of the New England Patriots did get traded to the Tennessee Titans for a seventh-round pick two drafts from now in 2025. And Sam, you added some contacts on what Nick Folk uh, was did last season. Uh, and so I'll let you kind of react to what you thought about the Nick Folk news. Yeah. I mean, we, we kind of talked about it on the show that report that the Titans were at least kicking the tires and exploring trade options. And at the time uh, it surprised me. Well, it, it didn't surprise me that they were making calls, but I, I would have been surprised to see them make a trade and convert on a kicker knowing what Mike Vrabel has valued the kicker position at in the past, it didn't seem like something that he would do to give up draft capital to acquire one, uh, especially not one like Nick Folk, who is 38 years old and, you know, maybe just the Titans kicker for one year, realistically. And so you're giving up a seventh round draft pick for one year of a kicker, potentially uh, not something that I think is the Titans M.O., but probably shows you how dire things have gotten and maybe how sick and tired Mike Vrabel is of uh, not having a reliable kicking option. The seventh round pick makes a lot more sense than like a fifth or a sixth, which was kind of what was like being tossed out there. Like, would could you get a fifth or a sixth for Nick Folk or whatever? The seventh rounder, I think, makes a lot of sense. Uh, a, a guy who I have a lot of confidence is going to be consistent and reliable and everything the Titans need. I mean, those numbers, those 32 of 37 from last season was a down year from what he had been in new England, the two seasons prior where he had hit over 90%. So yeah, Nick Folk is as, as good as it gets to me for a vet. And uh, it's just nice to know the position is handled for the 2023 season. Uh, Nick Folk, uh, the 14th kicker going into Mike Vrabel's sixth season that has been employed by the Tennessee Titans during that time. Now, you mentioned uh, his kicking last year, down year, missing those kicks, but he has not mi- he has not missed a kick under 40 yards in four seasons. Yeah. So that's good. Well, even... <laughs> Even last year, I, I'm trying to remember the exact numbers. I want to I want to say he missed two kicks or something all year, 
or maybe three, but all of them were from 50 plus. He was five of eight from 50 plus in 2021. Uh, and he was a perfect 31 of 31 from 49 and lower. So he did not miss from inside of 50 in, in the 2021 season. And yet you'll take five of eight from 50 if it means your guy's making everything from inside of 50. So like, yeah, and I, I think the chat does make a good a good point here, like just really pointing out seventh rounders are basically throwaways. It's a 2025 seventh, like big picture, not a ton. I'm surprised the Titans did it because I think teams value those late round picks more than like fans do or like I personally do. Um, but I think it's a good trade for the Titans considering what they are this year as well, Austin. Like this is a team that, I think has expectations to contend. Well, a kicker can cost you a football game, two football games. And, you know, what does one or two games mean for this team down the stretch? Potentially a ton. And like, so you need to be willing to move on from future assets in order to give yourself the best chance of competing and, you know, making a playoff push this season. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, look, there's there's a lot of good things about Nick Falk. We've talked about you know, his experience. He's been a high-level kicker for a long time, and he's 38 years old. Some people are saying, why go Nick Falk over uh, and give up a, a, a two drafts from now, seventh rounder, uh, instead of Mason Crosby, who doesn't is, is a free agent. And he's 20 minutes away in Brentwood. Well, I, you know, Mason Crosby is still recovering and is in the process of recovering and has since he's healthy now from a, a injury that hurt him with his uh, Packers, the tail end of that Packers stint uh, recently where Nick Folk is not uh, coming off of an injury like that and has had a lot more better success recently kicking. Now there is a negative with Nick Folk because somebody asked, you know, who did he get cut for, right? Nick Folk's a 38 year old kicker and he just got traded uh, by the Patriots. And so you guys talked about this, you know, Chad Ryland, who was what a fourth, fourth round pick yeah. uh, this season fourth, by the Patriots picked out of Maryland. Yeah. Wins the job in new England because Nick Falk is now a Tennessee Titan. So there is that. Now what's the reason of the Patriots feeling the need to draft a kicker in the fourth round uh, because of Nick Falk being older. And he also has a problem with kickoffs. And this is something that I'm probably going to be clenching my fists with at some point in the season is that out of 33 kickoffs last season, Sam, Nick Folk had three touchbacks. That is a problem. <laughs> so, I, like, I mean, is it a Ryan Stonehouse thing? It, no. Mike Grabel said it wasn't, that wasn't the plan necessarily for Ryan Stonehouse to do kickoffs, but, like, plans change. So, maybe, right? Three I, like, out of 33. My rule on kickoff, just kick it through the end zone. And then when you're returning, just take it knee. (laughs) That's what it needs to be. I get it. Counterpoint. If you can cover kicks, maybe it's a positive. Yeah. Like like the Titans pride themselves on covering kicks. And I believe they had three of them stopped within the 20 uh, in the preseason finale against New England. They did a good job getting down the field and covering those kicks. So if you're able to get down there, maybe it's a net positive for you not to just boot it through the end zone and, and have a touchback every time. That is the safer bet, no doubt. But, now, some you know. people are saying, and and you know, Deshaun says, I thought the Patriots did it on purpose. Devin says, I think it's a Belichick thing with the touchbacks. It, uh, and then uh, Orlando's saying this. No, I don't know enough about that. It's but I from what we've seen and from what I've heard and read from Patriots people that the lack of kickoff depth from Folk made it made it an easier decision for the rookie to win the job because of less leg overall. And look, there is a rule that now you can fair catch short kickoffs as well. Um, And so that is a, that's something the Titans could benefit from, but I think the Titans have been bad at covering kicks over the last several years to the, and blocking uh, their own kick returns where I just think the Titans should play the touchback game on both sides of the kickoff. And Nick Folk might not be, um, you know, the best person for that strategy. That's my strategy, not necessarily Vrabel's, but he only kicked four uh, uh, kickoff attempts a couple of years ago. And so it's not something that he has been known to be able to do is get touchbacks throughout his career. And I think touchbacks are pretty, 
uh, important, um, in my opinion. So, all right, Sam, um, let's go ahead and get because Jags got juices. Well, I'm confused yeah. by that though, like I, because Chris points this out, and I agree with Chris here. I, I mean, I don't know enough about this, but like, why can Nick Folt kick from 55 but not make, get a get a football into the end zone on a kickoff? L- like, I, I don't understand. How I mean, that's that works. that's an extra. 10 yeah, yards but yeah but it's, it's also an extra 20 tee. it's extra 15 it's sure it is off a tee but it's an that extra 15 yards is extra leg that and you also have to have it have air in both situations and you can't just i mean you could drill if you want to kick off to go through the end zone that thing is going to be in the air on a line for 70 plus yards like 70 like 75 80 yards it's a big difference yeah, in a 55-yard field goal. Uh, I feel like if you can make a 55-yard field goal, you should be able to do that. I, I don't understand how that works. But, yeah, I mean, that, I mean that's another positive of Nick Folk, right? The difference Folk. is it's golf swings, right? It's a, a field goal is more of like you're, you're, you know, you're trying to get air, you're trying to loft it where, you know, you're just trying to drill it uh, in, on kickoffs if that's the case. Look, look, we'll, we'll figure out what's going to happen with that because that's going to be something uh, that we're going to watch and see if uh, Nick Folk can get touchbacks or not um all right sam so now i'm let's get- going to i just want to say by the way yeah. i'm doing some research on this new england strategy thing after okay that's something you can write because and if not you might have given me an article idea to just write about a misconception about new titans kicker nick folk because if people are believing the man can't kick it out of the end zone and he was doing it on purpose i i think we need to we need to set the record straight so I'm, I'm going to look right. into it. That's all I'm saying, because th- some of the chat seems pretty adamant. All right, that's fine. All right, Sam, uh, we're going to get to the biggest surprise. So here's the first question to get the chat more involved. Which Titans player on the 53-man roster surprised you most? Which Titans player on the 53-man roster surprised you the most? Uh, so we're going to get to your comments here in a second, and we'll got Sam's last five that he has that he thinks made it. But first... The Aura app can keep you safe online, and you can get a two-week free trial by using our link, aura.com slash ATOZ, when you sign up. It takes two or three minutes to sign up. I did it back in April. Uh, They found that 30 data brokers were selling my information to telemarketers and scammers and spammers, and in five or six days, they got rid of all of those data brokers from my life uh, for you know my two-week free trial right there. So again, in two weeks, you can get a free trial for the or app with our link or.com slash ATOZ. Take care of those data brokers that are annoying you uh, in all assets of your life. Protect your passwords, manage your passwords. So if one gets leaked in a data breach, you get to know that from Aura. Uh, credit, identity theft, parental controls. If you have kids uh, that you want to make sure that they're being safe with the internet as well, make sure that you can trust Aura with all of your digital safety, as I do, as Sam does, and several people with A to Z, and get a two-week free trial with our link, aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Use the bonus code A-T-O-Z sports when you sign up with BetMGM and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, football's here. Football is here. I've been... uh, teasing been been poking around on a few college football lines for this weekend i i'm excited i'm getting like getting the tingles thinking about sitting down and watching a bunch of college football games and staring at bet mgm for an entire afternoon it's the best time to get involved with a sports book and if you're doing it make sure it's the king of sports books bet mgm and use the bonus code atoz sports for up to one thousand dollars back in the form of a bonus bet Sam, uh, I woke up this morning uh, and logged into my BetMGM app, and all of a sudden I had a 15% uh, college football parlay uh, boost, and then I had a $10 free bet uh, just for no reason. But, hey, that, that, that's just waking up on a Wednesday, ready for football I, season. Let's get I'm this gonna thing have to going. Go, I'm going to have to go look at some of my uh, – see if I've got any – any, <laughs> any, any little boosts and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> right. any gifts for the weekend because, uh, yeah, I, I was – staring down northern illinois plus eight and a half the other day and i was getting excited so all right so sam um we're gonna focus on players who made the team which titans player on the 53-man roster surprised you the most and i'm gonna let you kind of start and then i'll get you to the chat 
your last five guys in, we're going March Madness Bracketology theme on this. The last five guys in, Sam, Joe, Lenardi, Phelan, uh, is, is having Colton Dowell, OTIS Reese, Anthony Kendall, Xavier Newman, and Matthew Jackson as the last five guys to make the cut. We'll talk about the first five guys outside of the cut line later on, but those are your five guys. So we'll send you to the chat to see what everybody's saying. Uh, which Titans player on the 53-man roster surprised you most? Because uh, this is where we're going to start. Our, our, we got a lot of stuff to get, a lot of ground to cover on this show today with 53 guys on a roster and 20-plus cuts. So what's the chat saying on the most surprising player on the roster? Lou Man's taking Matthew Jackson. Ashley is saying Anthony Kendall. Richie uh, is Monty Rice. Uh Bork says Anthony Kendall. Matt says Monty Rice. Obviously, Monty Rice from Eric as well. Uh, NWI from Denise. Anthony Kendall from Orlando. Dylan Radens from Jonathan. Sneaky good one. We knew he was going to be on the 53 at three at days ago. Dylan Radens would have been uh, <laughs> would have been yeah. mine too. Because because let's stop there for a second. Because that is a curveball that you know you've been doing 53 man roster project projections and predictions yeah. for about a month. And Dylan Radens was never really involved in any of those because he was on the physical and able to perform list. I Caleb Farley would... stays on on that. I I thought yeah. he would. I thought Radens would start the season on PUP. Yeah, so did I. Uh, and so all of us in Titans media got that one immediately wrong on our final fifty threes because that's an asterisk, it. though, right? Is it fair to have that be an asterisk? I would say so because we all would have had him on if we knew he was yeah. uh, when we knew yeah, he was obviously healthy. he was going to be on. Yeah, we were kind of like, well, we just submitted it, and then the next next day Dylan's back in at practice, and we were like, well, there goes our our perfect roster. So <laughs> they busted my roster. That's right. Uh, uh, Matthew Jackson is Jason's answer. Colton Dowell from Jody, either Otis or Dowell from Titans. Kyle Dowell from Yuri. The seventh wide receiver, so just in general, somewhere between Kiaris Jackson and Colton Dowell for Jeff. Uh, we've got Kendall over Gare, says Titans Rossi. Malik Willis uh, from Joey. Colton Dowell slash Monty Rice from Jon Snow. Otis from Clayton. Dowell from Jared. Dowell from Rooney. Kendall from Top Tier. Kendall from Brandon. Dowell from Daniel Wright. Rice from Eric Alonzo. Uh, realistically, NWI from Joey. Uh, we've got Jackson, William Jackson. I don't know of a William Jackson. Matthew Jackson from Pastor Raymond. Uh, Gare not making the roster from Kenny. Uh, Otis Reese from Nicholas. Naquan Jones from Ryan. Uh, Monty Rice from Danny. So a lot of Monty Rice here. The chat uh, seems pretty surprised that he was selected for the 53. But popular answers, Otis Reese, Colton Dowell, um, so yeah, the chat pretty much in line with some of my my last five in here. I've got yeah. Dowell and Reese on that last five in. So I'm gonna eliminate two. I thought Xavier Newman and Matthew Jackson were felt pretty good. Matthew Jackson, for whatever reason, I, I feel like caught people off guard. But I was like, no, Matthew Jackson's kind of been solidified as that that next safety behind Bayard Hooker and uh, and. Uh, Elijah Molden. Like I, I thought Matthew Jackson was already kind of squarely Are on you the mixing roster. him up with Mike Brown. Uh, probably. Yeah. I think that might be what you're maybe, doing. maybe that maybe I'm wrong then because uh, Matthew Jackson, Mike Brown, Spider-Man meme, that's the same guy, right? Yeah. Like so maybe that is, uh, I guess, I guess my answer just got more complicated because I didn't expect Otis Reese to make it. I thought Otis Reese was a good storyline that was going to be on the practice squad and might be elevated for some for some moments. But it does make sense because of his special teams body type. He was a college safety that was playing inside linebacker in the NFL. That's like the perfect special teams player. Then when I look at the the really the the two that were my biggest, like, oh wow, they actually did. Keeping Anthony Kendall over Eric Gehrer was my biggest, like, huh. Because Anthony Kendall got broken earlier by Justin Mello than a lot of the other ones. Of he was one of the first ones. Oh, made the roster was a breaking news of Anthony Kendall. And as soon as that happened, I was like, that's not good for my guy, EG. Like I didn't think Eric Guerra was yeah. gonna make it. And I've kind of developed an affinity for Eric Guerra over the last several weeks. And you know, I, I thought that was strange because Kendall didn't pop as much as a corner 
nor did he stand out to me as a special teamer, but Eric Garrett stood out more as a special teamer because he had the ball in his hands as a return person. And Kendall's not that. So my official answer of two that I had, I'm just going to answer with one. I'll let you go through and we'll see how the conversation uh, is, is for me is Anthony Kendall making the roster in the defensive backs. That's my official answer. How do you feel about uh, my biggest surprise there? Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people were surprised. Um, and I had kind of, I still had Eric Gare on my roster, but I had gotten a little bit of a feeling like that was less of a sure thing than I think a lot of fans and media members believed it was. That started to be the vibe that was given to me in the last couple days leading up to this thing. Uh, and ultimately, I was not that surprised to see Eric Gare left off because Mike Vrabel did what Mike Vrabel does, quite frankly. And that is, if, if you had any sort of question marks or huh or whys, you know, about the decisions made at the back end of the roster, know that Mike Vrabel chose the superior special teams player at every position, every single position in question. And you look at these last five in Colton Dowell, I think was uh, a, a combination of the injury to Kyle Phillips to keep the seventh wide receiver uh, as well as, you know, what they probably believe he could be somewhere down the line. Mm -hmm. Um, Keeping him on the 53 gives them a chance to develop him a little bit more and maybe get him some some special teams reps in a game. But these next the three guys with Reese Kendall and Matthew Jackson, who were not guys penciled into many people's rosters on defense. Complete special teams picks here. Otis Reese, like you said, a linebacker that's a former safety that runs a four five and is a hard hitter is an ideal guy to get down there on a kick and drill somebody. And uh, looking at their inside linebacker depth was a bit surprising to me because I thought Ben Neiman was going to make it as kind of a backup for Aziz and you don't know what Monty Rice is, but that's what Otis Reese is. Matthew Jackson has been their primary gunner in the preseason. And I think that's where he has separated himself as a gunner, uh, which yeah, you've got Mike Brown behind Elijah Molden, Kevin Byard, and Amani Hooker. But when Matthew Jackson uh, is able to separate himself from Shaheem Carter and some of the other options at safety is as a gunner. Same thing with Anthony Kendall and Eric Gar. Anthony mm -hmm. Kendall started getting praised by Mike Vrabel just about every week for popping on the tape on special teams. And he would go out of his way to start mentioning him a little bit more. And Eric Gary got a lot of the praise for his defensive ability. He was a great open field tackler. He did well in coverage, did a lot of things that made you feel like his stock was rising in that set, that secondary. But when you're talking about your CB five, Mike Vrabel chose the special teamer. So, I guess yeah. in my in my thought, like, and we'll talk about Gare probably more when we talk about our biggest snubs. I thought open field tackling as a corner translates to open field tackling as a special teamer too. Right? Yeah, yeah, and well, and I mean the the aspect of that too that I think was extra surprising for Gare was the value he provided as a punt returner potentially. I think he looked pretty good on at on punt return. Um, but. So and I'll save that. I'll save my other. Well, I mean, Pierce for... Jackson gets yeah. the gets the punt return job, at least initially until Kyle Phillips comes back. Then we'll see. But I, I mean, I do think there could be some value in having another guy that you feel good about being a punt returner. Like, what happens if Pierce Jackson goes down in a game like he did in the preseason? Right now, I don't know who that next punt returner it's is. Monty Hooker. Monty like, Hooker is your Monty Hooker as a safety punter. He's your so, safety, just fair catch it every time. Right. So there is some value in having a back end of the corner, like the cornerback room, special teams guy that is also a punt returner for you if you need him to actually return punts. So yeah, like I do think there is some value there. But I said my my biggest surprise off the top, and it was Otis Reese oh. because Otis Reese. Great special teams guy wasn't somebody who I felt like had a realistic shot because of the competition at his position. And you're talking about not just keeping Otis Reese over one player, but over two chance Campbell and Ben Neiman that I think were viable options to be rotational pieces in your defense. Luke Gifford, they keep it inside linebacker. 
knowing he's primarily a special teams guy, that's where he excels. Monty Rice is, I don't know, is he available? Like, what is going on with him? And, you know, is he what you hope he is on defense? So you don't have a ton of depth behind Aziz and Jack Gibbons at inside linebacker. So it did surprise me to take that fifth spot and really give it to another special teams guy before they give it to, uh, you know, a, a potential backup like a Ben Neiman or a Chance Campbell. So Otis was my biggest surprise. It is eSports here live on uh, this Wednesday discussing the initial 53-man roster, the biggest surprises uh, from <clears throat> the guys who made the roster. Uh, so I uh, there's a couple comments I want to get to uh, from all of you guys about these last few that we're talking about and how Mike Vrabel is choosing them. Uh, but first, Sam, tell everybody about the Bone and Joint Institute. The Bone and Joint Institute, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. You can visit them out in Franklin or schedule an appointment at boneandjointtn.org. Uh, they have a state-of-the-art rehab facility to assist in your recovery with everything all under one roof at the Bone and Joint Institute. That's clinic, image, surgery, rehab, testing, all in one location. So you're not driving around Middle Tennessee to try and get to your appointments. They have knowledgeable doctors. They have good, reliable care so that you don't fumble on your recovery. Schedule an appointment with them at boneandjointtn.org. And with BetMGM, talked about it earlier, woke up this morning, had a 15% uh, parlay boost token in my account, also had a $10 bonus bet. Yeah, I don't know why, I just woke up with it, but that was always nice as college football really gets going this upcoming weekend. So just in time for football season, to make sure you sign up with BetMGM with our bonus code ATOZ Sports. That means you get a great first bet offer where you get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. So uh, check that out. Uh, with our bonus code ATOZ Sports. Uh, when you sign up with the BetMGM app, visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions, several qualifications, other requirements. First online rule money wager only rewards issued to knowledge of the bonus bonus price expires seven days. And for problem games, sport call Tennessee, round line 800 889 9789. So, a, a couple um, <clears throat> a couple comments that I saw um, Curtis saying, so if you can contribute on special teams, you're almost guaranteed a job. And then Andre saying Vrabel choosing special teams over talent, but neglecting the kicker is hilarious. Uh, yeah, to an extent, yes. But Curtis's comment of, I mean, yeah, it's it's yes. because when you can yeah. only dress 46 players on yes. a game day and you know how many guys are not playing special teams, the quarterback all eight offensive linemen who are guaranteed and must be active. Most of your starting anything like two, two starting wide receivers, Derek Henry. Now all of a sudden you're up to like 15 players. Your defensive line is not your playing defensive line. Teams. There's four. Your right? starting you're, corners. Like you're not sending Christian Fulton out on kick coverage. Right? You're like, so you're now not we're sending half, Kevin right? Byron. So now you're basically talking about half of your active game day roster is not playing special teams. So now you have to have guys that are different skill sets and athleticism and explosive and all that that can go out there and do something on coverage units. So you're not getting burned uh, and giving up field position in several first downs just because you can't cover kicks or you can't block a return, right? Like it's, it is a big yeah. deal. I mean, it, it's a big deal and it like, it's subtle, but it subtly changes games. And when, like, when, like you said, you can't dress a ton and you have a lot of guys that you're not wanting to get hurt there. Like you need impactful talent. And so I think it's a very viable strategy to intentionally use the back half of your roster as a place to keep any and everybody that you know is a standout player on special teams. Like players like, I guess maybe a Hassan Haskins last year are pretty rare that you have a guy that you're like, oh, he's my RB2 and he's also one of my best special teamers like that. Those guys just don't come around very often. You don't find guys like that on your roster that fit into a good rotational role while also being one of your main special teams impact guys. And so the Titans have prioritized this over the past five years, whether it be guys like Dylan Cole having success here and whether they're the best inside linebacker in the world or not. You know, that's 
here nor there, but Dylan Cole got down there on kicks and made a lot of hits and had a lot of really positive impacts for the Titans for the years that he was here. So yeah, that is their philosophy and you have to address it somehow. Plus you have roster elevations. Like if you need somebody to fill a gap as strictly a wide receiver or strictly a, you know, a pass catching tight end or strictly a, you know, a depth corner, you can always elevate somebody and play them for a game. That's not really a, a big shocker. Right. Yeah. Because COVID actually made uh, it easier for teams to navigate rosters and to also, you know, have guys have extra opportunity for jobs, which I think is a good thing. They need to make that. uh, I still think they should continue to widen the active game day roster as a whole. Uh, A couple other roster notes of, of things that we haven't really touched on seven wide receivers. Uh, We're going to talk a lot about that tomorrow and maybe what that could necessarily mean or not mean. Uh, because much like Nick Folk, there's a connotation with the seven wide receivers. Uh, so we'll kind of dive into that. But I do think when you look at the wide receivers, obviously Kyle Phillips's injury does create an extra job. Now, if Kyle Phillips did not get hurt in Minnesota, do they keep six? And which of the last two is out, Dowell or Jackson? I think that's something that's intriguing to me. Yeah. Because, because I mean, Sam, on your last five in, you have Dowell on here, but you don't have Kiaris Jackson. Now that's so, obviously with the knowledge of Phillips's injury. Yeah. So I think it, I think it's a different if Kyle Phillips is healthy, my perspective on the wide receiver room flips completely. So like I'll get to this comment from Marvin real quick. Marvin says, Sam, your biggest surprise should be Kiaris Jackson. Uh you weren't high on him at all, just knew he wasn't making the 53 man roster. And uh, hey, Marvin, I gotta say, I was very off on Kiaris Jackson. I, I've been very low on him throughout training camp and I think Minnesota was really the Minnesota game when he was the punt returner behind Kyle Phillips was where I was like, oh, that's interesting. Well, then Kyrus Jack- Jackson goes down, and you're like, oh, okay, never mind. Kyrus Jackson's not making the team. Maybe Mason Kinsey season. Uh, but then Kyrus returns to practice, uh, had some really good practices the week leading up to the New England game. Obviously, took almost all of the return duties in against New England. Scored a touchdown against New England. And with Kyle Phillips knowing, like knowing Kyle Phillips would be out, I had very little doubt going into my last 53 man roster prediction that Kyrus Jackson was going to be on the team and be the punt returner to begin the season. So, yeah, he definitely, uh, you know, shifted my perspective. I think, you know, shifted the Titans' perspective throughout camp, earned himself a job. So, when I made that last five in, like in your Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel making these decisions, I did not have Kyrus Jackson uh, as somebody who was a bubble decision. I do think knowing that they had to keep Kyrus Jackson to be the punt returner made the Colton Dowell situation more interesting because Mm -hmm. they had to ask themselves, do we want to keep seven wide receivers right now? Kyle Phillips is healthy. I think that goes the other way. They still probably keep Colton Dowell and they practice squad Kyrus Jackson as that next punt returner if they need to elevate him for a game. Yeah. Uh, Ryan says, why do we waste time talking about players that have done nothing? Monty Rice, Race McMath, Kyle Phillips, none of these players can get on the field. So talking about them is a waste of time. I, I, no, I get where your frustration is, Ryan. And I agree that it has been a waste of time with Race McMath because Race McMath uh, was not doing anything consistently good when he was on the field outside of training camp, the month of August, 2022 deep threat racy season was real. Then he got hurt and he was gone for four months. And then once he came back, he didn't do anything. And so that's not us wasting time. I feel like we've talked less racy McMath than we've been saying. I haven't talked to racy McMath since the first week of training camp. Cause he's been bad. Yeah. And bad. whenever we brought up racing McMath, it was like, yeah, well, he's out. Like, it was like, how many times have we talked about him not even being? I can't even tell you how many times I've had that conversation. We're standing yes. on the sideline at practice. Me, some media members, like, yeah, is this open a chance for Racy? I said, no, no, no. no. Racy no. was cut three weeks ago. <laughs> like, yeah. they're keeping him for a body. Like, yeah. Now, Monty Rice. Monty Rice is fascinating because he's a top 100 draft pick. He's a third. He's a third round pick. That and the he, expectation was high. Like yeah, the of him being a starter for, for Racy. The expectation for uh, like I had no expectation for Racy this year. But Monty Rice, like you let go of David Long, thinking Monty Rice was a starter. Now Jack Gibbons has overtaken that job and kind of been what you hoped Monty would be. 
but like you went from like starter to is he getting cut, which is worth talking about, I think. Yeah, and then uh, James says Kyle Phillips is A to Z's love child. Now, I think that's hilarious and a little bit of a stretch. But I, like like Kyle, I, I like Kyle Phillips. But I, Kyle when Phillips, he's, healthy, he's good. <laughs> I, and that's that's it, right? And Chris adds, are we concerned with Phillips' ability to stay healthy? Yeah, you have to be because when he's been healthy, he's been very impressive. But he's been healthy for one game, which yes. is concerning. Yeah, <laughs> like. <laughs> He was healthy throughout training camp, and we were like, whoa, this dude is a dude. He was healthy for the Giants game, and you were like, whoa, this dude is a dude. And you'll remember, Austin, uh, like there was some bets going on with an A to Z about Kyle Phillips potentially having like 500, 600-yard receiving seasons last year. That was Jack Gentry who uh, lost, but – but it, I think it was a real possibility if he's healthy for 17 games in that offense last year. And to see him come in this year and then not be healthy again early on, granted, contact injury a little bit different, but it does make you go, okay, like we know you've got it in you, but if you can't get on the field, when does it stop mattering? So, by the way, Kyle Phillips getting hurt on a punt return uh, when he got hit in the knee. Uh, who was the Titans player? responsible for blocking said gunner who hit Kyle Phillips in the knee. That would be number 13 race. Uh, Which I same. If you remember this before the Chicago game, I said about racing McMath, he can't do things as a wide receiver or something that's going to get somebody else blown up. And throughout preseason games, he missed a block on a screen. They got a receiver blown up behind the line. And then he obviously did not, so protect the gunner as well on last, that punt return. Yeah, last it's a hard job. Race, we know. Last that, thing right? I'm going to say on Racy McMath because we are doing what we said we wouldn't do is spending time on these guys now. But Racy was a draft pick by John Robinson specifically to play special teams. That's why he drafted him. There was there wasn't really an expectation from from John that he would develop into this deep threat. There was some potential upside in his athleticism but you drafted that guy knowing that he was an athletic freak that could be a great special teamer for you with john robinson felt like was valuable in the seventh round yep racy mcmath has that athleticism but has never polished his skills enough to tackle to block or do any of the physical things you need to do as a special teamer to excel at it and for that reason his value has tanked to zero that's end of story with racy he like I told you, oh, he's fast, and you were uh, to be a gunner, maybe, and you were like, he can't tackle. And I started watching Racy, and I said, yeah, he can't tackle at all. Like he, he's on his heels every time somebody puts a move on him in the open field. So, I mean, that's the Racy McMath story. A lot of upside in the athleticism for special teams. Didn't have what it took to get it done. No, I uh, just did not have the true football skill set. Uh, out to match his athleticism or or didn't have the developmental ability uh, in that. All right, Sam, let's get to the biggest snub. We'll ask everybody who was the Titans biggest 53 man roster snub. Who was the biggest snub that got cut? So first I'm going to tell you guys about, Hey, maybe you just need to find a better way to cut your grass. I'll give you that with our friends at Krebs Kubota. Krebs Kubota is where you should turn for all your of your equipment needs. Uh, they are Middle Tennessee's preferred equipment dealer and provider with three amazing locations, Murfreesboro, Columbia, and in Franklin. The website, KrebsKubota.com, is a beautiful website, so go check that out uh, whenever you need new equipment. Big or small, Krebs Kubota has it all. Didn't mean to rhyme there, but it worked out very nicely. And they also... Uh, are an elite Kubota dealer, which means they have the best equipment in the industry with the Kubota line and the best unmatched warranties that Kubota provides that other equipment companies cannot provide. And Krebs Kubota puts the cherry on top with a great customer service satisfaction that will have you coming back because their goal is to get you what you need and develop a relationship with you of trust. And that is massive when it comes to equipment because equipment breaks that's why the warranty is important, and that's why the relationship is important. So Krebs Kubota is where to go. Online at KrebsKubota.com or in Columbia, Murfreesboro, and in Franklin. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with BetMGM for up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. College football this weekend. If you're placing bets, 
Do it with BetMGM. Sign up with the bonus code ATOZ Sports. And even if your first wager loses, you can get up to $1,000 back in your account and another chance to win big. That's why they're the king of sports books. Get with BetMGM today and BetMGM.com. All right. So, Sam, biggest roster snubs. Uh, I'll send you to the chat to see what everybody's saying before we get to your first five out. Demetrius says it's Mason Kinsey. Ashley says Eric Gare. Luman's Kinsey. Gare or Campbell. Kyle Pico. Uh, we have Gare from Gene. Gare from Denise. Gare from Paul. Gare from Titans Kyle. Uh, we have Titans Rossi saying, can you guess mine? Saying uh, he's going to take Mason Kinsey there. Orlando Jones says Sam O. Jason Lloyd says Thomas Odukoya. Nick says Eric Gare. We've got uh, Chance Campbell from Scott. Gare from Scary Harry. Gare from Sean. Odukoya from Jacob. We have got uh, biggest snub was Gibby. Well, Gibby's on the roster. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Jack Gibbons on the roster, Matt. You know, go look at it. Go read it. He's the inside linebacker, too. JQ says Chance Campbell. So does Brad. Odukoya is for Ryan. Uh, Gare for Patrick Odukoya for Bork. Kinziana's birthday was his birthday from Denise Hernandez. Chance Campbell from Nick and Rodney. So two big answers. Eric Gare, Chance Campbell from the chat. Some Odukoya, some Kinsey's here and there. Austin, here is my first five out. It is yeah. Eric Gare. It is safety, Shy Carter, linebacker, Ben Neiman, offensive lineman, Jordan Ruse, and tight end, Thomas Odukoya. Uh, these were the guys to me that I feel like when you looked at the decisions the Titans made at some of the back end of their, their roster, these were probably conversations they probably had as this guy or that guy. Mm -hmm. Is it Eric Gare or is it Anthony Kendall? They went with Kendall. Is it Shy Carter or is it Matthew Jackson? They went with Jackson. Is it Otis Reese or is it Ben Neiman? They went with Otis Reese. Jordan Ruse, the veteran, uh, probably got passed up by Xavier Newman, but I don't think that was an easy decision for the Titans either to, to let go of Jordan Ruse. And then Thomas Odukoya, somebody who probably, uh, at least in my opinion, separated himself as an inline blocking tight end, and they had to have a conversation, seven wide receivers or four tight ends. They opted for Colton Dowell in the seventh receiver and uh, putting Odukoya on the practice squad. So those are my first five out that yeah. I think probably just missed this 53. All right. So Sam, my question for you is, I want you to go first in this one. Who is the biggest snub? The biggest snub for me. Because is... Chance Campbell was not on your list of first five out. Yeah, he wasn't. Right? Um I had Ben Neiman over him. I didn't have chance making my roster in the first place. So I, I was surprised that it was Otis over Neiman, but I think Neiman was the next guy up in that room personally. So I would not say it was Chance Campbell. Um, of this group, biggest snub for me has to go with who I feel like put on the best tape. And I would have to say it's Eric Gare. Um, I understand the decision to not go with Eric Gare and to – uh, make the move for the special team, special teamer here. But Eric Gare, to me, had the best preseason, took advantage of all of his opportunity, put the best uh, sort of game film uh, out there for the coaches to break down, separated himself in practices as well, was well-received by the locker room and his defensive teammates. I think Eric Gare is the guy who, if I'm a Titans coach, I try and find room for on my 53 man roster. That's not how it works. Guys like Eric Gare are easy to get onto a practice squad easier than veterans sometimes or guys with experience, but he, to me is the biggest snub. That's why I've got him straight up there at the top. I agree. I, I definitely think um, Eric Gare is it. I, I, he is somebody that is a spark plug. And I think you can kind of argue this with Kinsey in a way too, has the respect of the locker room, an undersized guy, you know, an overlooked guy, you know, Eric Gare out of Louisiana, uh, you know, was a very good player there. Uh, but you know, is a five foot eight, 170 pounds soaking wet type guy, but he's got a lot of explosiveness and energy and charisma and just somebody that you want to see perform and do well. And I think that's a bummer because I don't know what else Eric Gare could have done to change the outcome. Well, yeah, and, like, it, it's especially that way to me. Like, yeah, what, what else could he have done? Like, 
everybody else I think that's on this list and everybody else that the chat is bringing up, I understand the move of the direct competition. Like, like Jordan Ruse uh, was right on the bubble, but I don't think you can call him a snub when you consider everybody else in the like on the offensive line that the yeah. Titans have liked more. Same thing with like Ben Neiman, I guess. Like there was a lot of competition at that position. Shy Carter was was down there as far as safeties were concerned and had some guys above him on that depth chart. Eric Gare of the young defensive backs that were all competing for two or three spots, I felt like had the best preseason and the best training camp as a whole. And ultimately it came down to probably his size and his ability to contribute on special teams because of his size. But that's a shame considering what he put on tape and what he did. So that's why I have him as a snub. Is like there was more room to get Eric Gare on this roster somewhere. You didn't have to only keep five corners. You could have kept six corners and four safeties. You could have like well, you could have mixed up how you did this. So. so so Kane has some super chats. I don't necessarily agree with his opinion, but his overall uh, point is not wrong. QB two gave up a lot for a scout team quarterback. So when will he get the starting job again? Talking about Levis, I'm here for all the smoke. Uh, Levis was a wasted pick. And then Kane answered biggest snub, whoever, uh, spot Levis took. I mean, so, I mean, like keeping three quarterbacks was going to lose somebody a job. Yeah. And it's probably one of those five guys that are up there. It's like, it's an extra defensive back, an extra offensive lineman for depth, uh, an extra special teams linebacker. Like one of those five guys well, one lost of those a job five, because of three quarterbacks. One of those five guys could be coming back too. Like, I mean, Kyle Phillips to IR is maybe something that we see. I, the timetable on him, I'm not sure. If it's two more, like two weeks into the regular season, he could be back. Then maybe they don't IR him. But if that six week timeline that uh, was kind of speculated is really how the Titans feel, then he's out through week four. It makes sense to IR him, and then you can add somebody to the roster. And so then it's six wide receivers, and maybe you add a tight end back in, you know, an Odukoya or a Kevin Raider, or maybe you do add a little bit of depth in the secondary, and it's Shy Carter, Eric Yair getting, you know, another opportunity. So, like, it's not necessarily set in stone that all these guys are gone, but yeah, I, I think that's the next crop of talent internally that you would be looking to to elevate and, and bring onto your roster i got another thing too one of these guys is a beneficiary and a victim of an nfl rule that i want to talk about uh but first tell everybody about farm bureau health plans farm bureau health plans uh can take care of you with all of your health coverage because they've been doing that for tennesseans for over 75 years health dental and vision farm bureau health plans is where to turn it's very easy to get that started by going to fbhp.com slash ATOZ. From there, you can make an appointment to go walk into one of their 200 locations across the state, or you can do it over the phone or over Zoom at your convenience to find out how you can save money in your life. And health coverage is a great way to do it because you can save money with Farm Bureau Health Plans, but also get better coverage. That's the best, best of both worlds. So you can do it all, uh, all together, health, dental, revision, or go a la carte to fill in some gaps, maybe with your current plan. Uh, and if you can, if you, whatever stage of life you're in financially or family uh, or age, they can cover you as well. So check them out at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. BetMGM is the king of sports books. Use the bonus code ATOZ sports when you sign up with BetMGM and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, second chance to win big. You place that first wager. And even if you lose, your money goes back into your account up to $1,000 in the form of a bonus bet. You get another chance at it. You try it again, see if you can win big. So that's why BetMGM is the king of sports books up to $1,000 in the form of a bonus bet with the bonus code ATOZ sports. All right. So, Sam. One Titans player is a beneficiary and a victim of an NFL he's rule. He's more of a are victim. You pick, are you picking up where I'm putting it down? Yeah, I am. And he's more of a victim than anything. You think, I think he's a he victim makes, more than a beneficiary? I think, I it's think he makes this team without the rule. But I don't think he has an opportunity without the rule, too. That's also true. That's, that's what point. I'm talking yeah. about. And that's Thomas Odekoya. Because Sam has Thomas Odekoya, the tight end, as one of his first five outs. And he is a beneficiary because he got a roster exemption from being a part of the international program. 
So the Tennessee Titans got to add him to their roster throughout the offseason to bring him along. But he also did not make the team because the Titans don't have to have him count as one of their 16 practice squad guys. He is a practice squad exemption. So now they can keep 17 players. So Thomas Otakoya is employed by the Titans because of the rule, but he's also going to be on the practice squad and not the team because of the rule. I just find that very interesting of like, it's a good thing. It's a great idea, but now teams will always and companies and business owners will always try to find that loophole to benefit themselves (laughs) instead of uh, the guy that the rule was intended for. Right. Yeah, it was the big thing looming over him uh, as the rosters were coming down. I kept putting him on my roster, also knowing it was a possibility that, you know, if he didn't separate himself enough and force force their hand, the Titans were likely to take the exemption, throw him on the practice squad again, and he's there if you need him, uh, which is realistically what's going to happen here. Trevon Wesco gets hurt or can't play. Thomas Odukoya is there as an inline blocking backup for you on your practice squad without counting against the 16 sign every NFL team up for that type of, uh, you know, opportunity. So ultimately I think it did contribute to him not making the team when you consider the ability that the Titans have to have an extra guy on the practice squad by moving him there, uh, Stinks for Odakoya, but also has afforded him a lot of opportunity in the in the National Football League as well, and had no chance of sticking with the Titans last season had they not had that exemption. So he he's had the opportunity to grow a lot in the time uh, since joining the International Player Pathway Program. Yeah, and so Richie says, what is the point of preseason then? Thomas Odakoya showed better play than Josh Wiley, but didn't make the roster. I mean, they're different players right. like Odakoya and Josh Wiley are not the same function. Uh, Josh Wiley is an H back slash vertical threat, uh, you know, to like, he is a compliment to Chigakonkwo is a six foot seven receiving threat that, you know, has fullback tendencies and that makes him versatile and how you can use him. Trevon Wesco is your inline blocker uh, and is a really, really good one, really reliably good one. And so Thomas Odukoya fits more into that role. He's not fast. He's not athletic. He can't catch. He is strong as an ox and can block up front. Um, so that is what he does. Very different players. So like their play I, isn't defined by like receptions or video. Like it, it's relative to the player. Yeah. And I think, I think Josh Wiley is a better player than what he showed in the preseason. I agree. It was a bad preseason and not a very good training camp for him, but I think the ceiling for Wiley is still is still there to be impactful. I don't think he's like a tight end one on a team, but I think, you know, complemented by somebody like Chig, he can be he can be valuable. And uh, Bork says, guys, rookie tight ends uh, take time to develop. You almost never heard of a rookie yeah. tight end making an impact. It's a tough position. It's a very strenuous position because you're having to do everything mentally and physically um, I mean, yeah even first second round tight ends like it, it takes them a few years to really like get into like come into their own as playmakers and, and well-rounded pieces you don't see a ton of guys come in and have eight hundred thousand yard receiving seasons and and be like at the top of their game as a rookie tight end yeah, uh, Brock says Malik's accuracy issues made Josh look bad on the on, partially true. Yes, Two on of the, them. the I mean, Chicago interception, Wiley should have caught, but Malik should have thrown it better. The other interception, I guess, against New England, was bad ball. That bad was ball. not Wiley's fault. But I mean, I guess you add some receptions for Wiley and some first down conversions for Wiley. Um, Don't fumble if those are better throws he also fumbled a good like perfectly good pass from will levis that picked up a first down and he put the ball on the turf so that's not on anybody but him yep yep for sure um yeah so that's kind of my josh wiley thomas Etakoya segment (laughs) i i still think josh wiley can do something with this team but as i've said throughout the offseason it's not going to be until like december you know that's just kind of the trajectory that he's on but i'm not worried about it Jay wants to know where the kid from Utah went. Dalton Kincaid is, uh, he's a Buffalo bill. Um, and we have a lot of different, uh, I think the rookie tight ends are going to be fun to watch. Michael Meyer in Vegas, Sam Laporta in Detroit. Uh, there's a lot of them <laughs> and they're like 
so there's kind of this new wave of tight ends coming to the to the NFL right now. Green Bay has one too. I forgot his name. Uh, you've got the uh, Koontz in, in New York. There, there's a Michael, lot of them. Michael Mayer. Where no, Ma- Myers in uh in Vegas. That's uh, right. I'm trying to remember who they drafted in in Green Bay, but anywho, I'm looking it up now. It's gonna just bother me. Darnell Washington's the backup with the Steelers. Yeah, Scott, he is. Um, so Darnell Washington's a beast. Luke Musgrave. Is Musgrave. They have two of them, actually. Two rookie tight ends in uh, in Green Bay. So Musgrave is the starter, though. Musgrave um, you is got Schum- about, but... Schumacher or whatever was like a – he's second year, I think. But Sam Laporta. Laporta's in Detroit. Yep. Yeah. Uh, pretty good rookie tight ends. Josh Wiley, not one of them necessarily. But, hey, Chick was the leader of all rookie tight ends in receiving last year. So – Titans well, got but that's a great example, right? Like yeah. he was the best rookie tight end last year and he didn't do anything for the first eight weeks. Like it took him a little bit to like finally start doing something. And now you're still like hopeful that Chig can be a 600, 700 yard guy. Um, that would be great. And that's a second year tight end that led all rookies last season. So no, no. All right, Sam, time to throw some shade, get your shade ready, throw some shade. If you got some, that's how we end Wednesday shows. Uh, so it's time to do it. Hyundai.com. Make them a part of your new car buying process. Go see our friends Payne Bone and his team in Lebanon or online at Wilson County Hyundai.com. So throw in shade here to wrap up the show. Uh, Sam, I'll have you keep an eye on the chat to see how the shade uh, rolls in right now and then you can get this thing started for us. All right. Well, my shade off the bat um, was thinking about this the other day and I just had to throw shade at them because I've been very college football minded. I'm going to throw shade at the Pac-12. And the reason I'm throwing shade at the Pac-12 is that it's hilarious to me to watch a conference eat itself from within in the year that that same conference is as good as it's been in a decade. Uh, And I'd like looking at Pac-12 football and the quarterbacks between Michael Penix and Bo Nix and Caleb Williams and all the guys that they have, Daniels at ASU, like there's a lot of really, really good teams in the Pac-12 this year. I think there's six legitimate contenders in the Pac-12. Some are saying they're the second best conference behind the Big Ten. What Um, are you talking about? Huh? Pac-12 football? Six contenders yeah. for what? Like Con- legitimate to contend for the Pac-12 championship or contend? No, for I, I, I think like top ten potential teams. Like there is a is a co- conference of quarterbacks, man. UCLA, USC, Washington, Oregon State's going to be really sneaky good. Oregon is going to be good. They've got some Utah. They've got some good teams. It's a good conference this year. Second behind the Big Ten, some are saying it's the second most. Who are who are these? Some who is they? I've I've just I've heard I've heard you've heard I've heard it you've heard heard it. it. People say it goes Big Ten, Pac twelve now. That's just what they're saying. God, you are you you think Washington and and UCLA and USC like these are some premier programs joining the Big Ten. They they want to get in on the good stuff. No way, ain't no way. I'm just saying that's that. I'm that's what is being said uh, out by, on the streets. By uh, the, streets. All, the streets. The streets of what? The streets of Portland? <laughs> like, the streets are saying it goes Big Ten and then the Pac-12, then everybody okay. else. That's sounds, what it is. In sounds great. It's sounds fun to watch. Great. So, oh, anywho, uh, but shade on the Pac-12, because them having what I think is really going to be a really fun uh, – electric conference to watch play football this year i'm really excited to watch pac-12 football with all the qbs they have for that conference to be this competitive and then have them also knowing that they're about to die at the same time is just like very uh it's very fitting so shade on the pac-12 you like how did you do this to yourself you would have had things going great for you if you could have just stuck it out like any anyways you know more rich get richer, I guess. Big Ten eats more teams, so I don't even know what to do. I don't even know how to respond to that. It's a terrible shade. That's just uh, you know, 
Everybody uh, wants to be in the Big Ten. I don't know what to tell you. It's because the SEC doesn't isn't taking anybody else because they're good. Uh, Danny says, <clears throat> throwing shade at all of his vehicles. Sons went out Sunday. His went out Monday. Wife's went out this morning. All in like one week. Ugh, that is terrible. <clears throat> That's a brutal uh, situation there. Uh, Mister says, shade on Will Levis for faking injury to keep from putting out bad tape. That's a hilarious conspiracy theory. Um, let's see. Tiffany says, shade finally got my throwback Simmons jersey, and there's no. uh, a white spot defect on it. Ugh. Send it back. Send it back. If it's cold, I send it back. Yeah, you you're a send it back kind of guy. Nate says throwing shade at people with threatening to go to YouTube. No, watch the show wherever you want to watch the show. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, but yeah, we make more money off of YouTube. Um, so do whatever you want to do. <laughs> uh, Jeff says throwing shade on Eric Gilbert has all the talent and 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 is breaking. In stealing a vape merch, she did come from Georgia, so we learned from the best. Yeah, that's a terrible situation. I thought, um, I thought Nebraska handled it, and the comments coming out of there were probably the, as best as they could be. Uh, but yeah, that just flat out sucks. Um, on that. Oh, one. by the by the way, I, Matt Rule, I'm yeah. so excited that he's back in college football. I think Nebraska's yeah. got a good one there. Yeah, Nebraska, Minnesota, um, early. Uh, I thought was to. Right, I think it's Nebraska plus six and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I think is interesting there coming up tomorrow night. I think that is. I'm, I'm just like it, I keep watching all these videos. They keep popping up on like my TikTok feed of Matt Rule like coaching behind the scenes at practice, and I'm just like, this dude's a college coach. Like I'm, I think he's gonna do some good stuff over there. Denise says shaded the Cowboys to trade for Trey Lance. We could shade the. We need to shade Jerry Jones for how they did Will Greer. Can we talk about that real quick? Sure. I have no idea what they did at Will Greer. So Jerry Jones being the owner GM full autonomy guy that he is made this trade for Trey Lance, by the way, gave up a fourth round pick for a third string quarterback wild Um, said he's going to be the third quarterback behind Cooper rush and Dak Prescott and said ahead of time, by the way, Will Greer is going to be released tomorrow. Well, the Titans or the sorry, the Cowboys had a game that night, a preseason game that night, their last one. And Will Greer, not happy, obviously, with it, loved being a Dallas Cowboy, loved his teammates. Dak Prescott, not happy, loved Will Greer being his teammate. The coaching staff rallied around Will Greer. And I, I heard that, you know, Jerry didn't really check with anybody before making the trade for Trey Lance. The tight, uh, the, uh, the Cowboys coaching staff goes and sends Will Greer out there for the preseason finale, gives gives him the entire game all to himself. I want to say he went like 29 for 32 for 360 and four touchdowns and really? absolutely balled out. And he's doing this while the Cowboys are sitting there going, love to keep you, but I, we just traded a fourth round pick for Trey Lance to be our third string. We had nothing else to do. So they release Will Greer, who's crying in the locker room after being like, yeah, I'm just sad to leave my teammates. They asked Dak about trading for Trey Lance. He's like, I'm just upset for Will. Like, it was not well received no, by anybody. No, and I Jerry agree. just took it upon himself to make it happen. So, yeah, we got a shade, uh, Fair. shade Jerry there. Fair. Fair shade. Oh. I like that. Will Greer, former Florida Gator, uh, used steroids to go from like 165 up to 210 pounds uh, early in his career, then got uh, left there and then went to West Virginia and has done a pretty good job. But – Hey, maybe uh, Will Greer can find a spot with the New England Patriots because my shade is going on Bill Belichick for only keeping one quarterback on his roster, Mac Jones, Yay. and cutting your guy Bailey Zappi and also Malik Cunningham. And so, who just like, one quarterback? Like Bill, what are you doing, dude? Like that's just dumb. It's just I weird. mean they have to add at two. I would say before the week one, like well, they're, they said they're going to bring squad. back Zappy on the practice squad, but they talked about how, how, how much better Bailey Zappy was, um, uh, you know, from a year ago back in June. And then you cut him and they'll just have one quarterback on the roster. It's like, yeah. it's like a weird, like a, it's like a weird, like authority power move by Bill Belichick. He says, no, you know what? Both of you suck. You can both get cut and maybe we'll get you on the practice squad. This is a strange thing for one quarterback on the on the on yeah. the roster for the Patriots. That's my shade. I have another one for you, by the way. I completely forgot about this. I've been trying to disperse it from my memory. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but this is a 
maybe the most wild story in sports this year that nobody's talking about. Uh, it, of course, happened at a Chicago White Sox game. Three women were shot inside the in the game, in the stadium, during the game, in the third inning, because a woman, I this is fact, snuck a gun into the stadium, hiding it between her belly fat rolls. The gun accidentally went off while it was hiding under the folds of her belly fat, grazed her abdomen, shot another woman in the leg, and deflected off another woman's back. Two of them got medical treatment. One did not. An undisclosed, like an unidentified man then took the weapon, left the stadium before stadium officials or police could get there. Nobody had any idea where the shot came from or the shots. I don't know how many there were. Oh, and by the way, it happened in the third inning and the White Sox kept playing. Like there was no sort of stoppage, no nothing. Somebody got a gun into the stadium the gun went off and three fans were shot and they were just like, nah, nah, we'll keep playing the Orioles. Don't worry about us here. We're going to keep, uh, keep swinging away. Absolutely crazy. I like, and <laughs> shade on the whole thing. Is that not like the, how is that story? Not national? News? I don't know. I don't I'll understand. tell you what the biggest winner that I'm hearing is Plaxico Burris. Cause now he is not the dumbest person it, to hide a gun. Yeah. In his sweatpants. And his yeah. Car. Plaxico Burris is, uh, yeah, it's a good day to be him. He's, he's, he's off the trending hook. Up. Good, I, like, man. I was floored. There was, like, some rumor at one point that the shot came outside the stadium and, like, landed in the stadium as, like, a what goes up must come down from over a mile away. That yeah. was a real theory for a while. Oh, my gosh. And they could not figure out where these gunshots came from for, like, a week. Turns out it was from a woman's belly fat that just like had a firearm in it oh strange. i don't know how that doesn't set off the metal detectors i don't know how any of this happened but yeah. it happened so yeah white Sox gonna white socks i guess none of that makes any sense but hey good shade quality shade here to wrap up a wednesday all right that'll do it for us we've got tons of content continuing to roll out there on a to z sports.com sam's gonna go do some uh some recon digging on Nick Folk and his kickoffs. And we'll see what that uh, come that result is. Uh, but Buck Rising will be live tonight, A to Z Sports Primetime. Make sure you hit that like button before you head out of here uh, on Facebook and on YouTube. Please, please hit that thumbs up like button for us. That just makes the show better and helps our algorithm. And subscribe to our channel for all of our Titans content because the season is just getting started here soon. We've got more things to announce for the season coming up. So stay tuned for that. We'll set, catch you guys tomorrow morning. Appreciate it as always.